Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of The Woke Worlds. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambrand. I'm joined, as always, man, by my brother. He's at work, y'all, at his real job, how he pays for those espresso martinis, y'all. Nando <laughs> Vila, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, I will. I am not above an espresso martini. It's one of the best cocktails there is. I don't, I don't think I've ever had one. I still haven't had Dude, one. it's yet. amazing. I'm not amazing. above it. I just haven't tried it. It's a great way to turn up, you know, mm. uh, you know, night's a little, you know, night's slagging a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can notice the vibe is like espresso martinis all around and you'll be you. like everyone just perks up and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Got you. Uh, man, a lot of news this a lot week, of news. a lot of news this week, of course, uh, FTX uh, down the tubes. That whole thing is just. If it isn't just a microcosm of all the shit that we rail against every single episode of this show, it's just perfect. Um, just perfect. We'll get into that uh, towards the end of the show. Want to get into the mayoral race here in California where Rick Caruso was defeated, even though he spent hundreds of millions on his campaign, Kim Kardashian somehow couldn't save him in the city of L.A. Katy Perry. Katy Perry couldn't save him. He he goes down to Karen Bass here in L.A. Uh, we're going to get into, you know, some of that. But first, man, you know, we talked about the midterms last week. We said basically the Dems were guaranteed to not be massacred, uh, as was anticipated. And shit, man, if I'll be damned. Yeah. They took it in Arizona. Uh, Nevada, they somehow were able to pull out. Again, and even without Warnock and Hershey Walker, they've got 50. Um, and of course, uh, Kamala being the deciding vote. Yeah, they they own the majority in the Senate again. 
but of course, you know, they no longer have the majority in the House. They lost that narrowly. Ironically, of course, uh, because some Cuomo cronies and, and Cuomo yeah. cronyism in New York of all places cost them some seats. They losing, they losing blue seats in New York. Like, I mean, it, this is, you know, but whatever. Yeah. It's that exact wing of the party that we hate who is solely responsible for this shit, by the way. And so, yeah, we got a divided government. Um, I, I kind of talked about uh, what, what this would, might mean for Biden and that he just got to get on his presidential order shit and just do that for the next two years because he's not getting any, he's not getting anything passed <laughs> through Congress, except for, of course, like Ukraine's going to need another... And by Ukraine, I mean Lockheed and the rest of them are going to need another forty yeah. billion. That'll sail through both houses of Congress, and Joe Biden will zing, zing, zing. He will sign that thing right through. Um, but yeah, outside of war and and death and pillage, we we won't get anything passed in the Congress. So he could, you know, concentrate on that. But I do want to talk to you about, you know, the races in Nevada and Arizona that the Dems figured out a way to win. Yeah, or maybe in a way to not lose. I mean, in Nevada, right. in Arizona, they were incumbent in Nevada for sure. Yeah, and and she squeaked it out, even though she looked like she was in trouble. Uh, and then in Arizona, they won pretty easily at the end of the day. Uh, Mark Kelly, you know, astronaut guy, you know, that seems like a throwback type of candidate, you know, from the '90s or something. Uh, it's like we'll get an astronaut to become uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> congressman, but he ran against Blake Masters. Who I don't know if you see. Have you seen this guy? Was have you like I seen a video? Not. of this I dude? just know he's a Peter Thiel acolyte. Yeah, I know he's of that libertarian, crazy, dorky, weird set. But I don't know anything about the homie. If you watch one video of him, you'll be like, okay, I can understand why he lost. He's just the weirdest <laughs> motherfucker. You know, like everyone jokes around that he gives off like extreme school shooter energy. You know, oh, like he just looks like the kind of weirdo nerd. Not Dylan Klebold energy. No, 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 no. That was a Columbine joke for those of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a throwback. You kids don't know about Columbine. That yeah, was like a yeah. the biggest story of the year. It would be like a maybe a half a day story these days. It uh, may be half a day. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. Michael Moore did a whole documentary about it. You know, Yo, like, fun fact: I don't know if I've ever told you this, Nando. I once met the dude multiple times because mutual a mutual friend or whatever in the group that I was hanging with at that time in New York was dating this dude. He sold the guns to the kids who did Columbine. What? Crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> crazy, Fuck. crazy. So I fucking. Um, I met him a bunch of times. We were at bars in like Williamsburg and shit. And he was just a completely nice guy. And, uh, the person I was with at the time was like, yeah, you know, such and such. Um, she, uh, she actually Googled his name finally on like date number four or five or something right. like that. And yeah, all these articles about him being the ones that sold the guns in Columbine to the kids. That sounds like, that sounds like the premise of a, of like a rom-com or something, you know, oh my God. it's like. He's perfect look, in every way. He's perfect. Look, like he's good looking. He's sensitive. He's funny. You know, he, he was cares a, about her. He was but. a great dude. Um, he served his time. He went to prison behind that shit. Okay. Oh. So, like, and I don't think he knew that they were gonna do column. Like, yeah, of course I, not. No, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, no sensible person would do that. Um, also, because yeah. like at the time it wasn't like it wasn't like today where if like some guys 
you know, from your school come up to you and like, hey, we need a bunch of guns. You'd be like, okay, you are you gonna do a school shooting? Like that was just unthinkable pre-Columbine. Facts, yeah. exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? It was like um, these weirdos just want to play fucking Magic the Gathering or something, you know, a little bit more aggressively or some shit. Um, that was it. Was just not. It was just a completely unthinkable thing. Um, nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah, that's yeah. just like you know they got kids doing fucking military exercises in fifth and sixth, you know, first grade or whatever when they're yeah. six years old. Because of school shootings. But um, yeah, uh the Arizona dude uh gives off Dylan Klebold energy, but continue. Yeah. Well, so back back to the you know, yeah, I mean it's um it seems pretty clear that Republicans grossly underperformed their fundamentals in this mm-hmm. race because Given the fact that just presidents always get smacked uh, in the first midterms, like that just always happens. Remember, Obama got smacked big time in 2010, oh two years into his. Um, it's just it's just the, the thing that happens uh, historically. I mean, save for very, very specific instances, like, for example, Bush did OK in 2002 because it was like two seconds after 9-11. When he had like yeah. 80% Unity, continuity, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like no one really wanted to criticize him and all that stuff. It was mm-hmm. still kind of that. That's it was like pre-Iraq when things started changing. Um, but the fucking Joe Biden, fucking Joe Brandon, um, has had the best midterm results for uh, sitting president since like 1934 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, they should have won the house. The Republicans should have won the Senate, and they should have won the House by like 60 seats. They lost the Senate. And are going to hold like right now they have a two person majority that's in the not, house. That's not going to cut it. There's still a few races undecided, so it might it might grow to like six, seven, maybe mm-hmm. eight. It's very very slim, um, which is just remarkable to think about. Given high, in, you know what I mean? Like to, to just mm-hmm. that's just recipe for disaster if you're the incumbent party. High inflation. Um, again, the fact that you're in the midterm, like in the first midterm, there's always a backlash. And it seems that they just underperformed dramatically, and the and the and the 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 pattern was very clear. Any any Republican candidate that was kind of all in on the Trump, especially like election denying stuff, um, like just a Trump weirdo, you know what I mean? Those candidates like grossly underperformed, mm-hmm. and the candidates that were just kind of your empty suit Republicans rode the wave and won pretty mm-hmm. handily. The problem is that those candidates in primaries didn't do too well. They all got smacked by these like insane uh, mm-hmm. Trump people. And that, that dynamic may play out in the general election uh, two years from now, um, you know, which may be like a nice segue for, for the Trump talk because I still think Trump wins a Republican primary pretty easily in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people were talking about, he didn't seem to have his mojo. He's not as like, you know, exciting for, yeah, for some, not, in, in some yeah, way. Yeah, he's not. It's not 2018. Yeah, we get that. Or 15 when he came out in 2015, where I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. And like, if you were like on that side of the aisle, you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy," you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's been a while, and and he's older, and maybe he doesn't have the same amount of energy. He's also, he's just been like he's been the president already, so some of the luster is already gone. But I still think like he has a pretty devoted following. And in a primary, like, that's going to help him a lot. And so, but it seems pretty clear that someone like DeSantis, who I still think, like, probably loses a head-to-head primary against Trump in a, in a 
when all you're talking about is Republican voters. Like, I feel like DeSantis in the general election would be an incredibly strong candidate. Mm-hmm. The problem is that can he get out of the primary, you know, because yeah. I still think Trump beats him. Um, so that that dynamic played out over and over and over again in 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 House and Senate races. For example, fucking Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker, like the two most famous ones, literally by by their fame, um, underperformed their fundamentals dramatically. And, yep. and, and you know, Warnock is a good uh, – the, the Warnock race is a good example. The fucking uh, empty suit Republican who ran for governor, Brian Kemp, Hilty. crushed, crushed <laughs> Stacey Abrams. Like, not even close. And on the same fucking ballot, Herschel Walker underperformed by, like, six points. Yep. Um, and I think he's going to lose in the special election. Mm. Yeah, Especially it's with – the, with, the, with the Senate not in the ballot. Yeah, it's interesting, man, because um... – I think all that stuff you mentioned about Trump is is real, about, you know, the sycophantic shit people had to do to gain his endorsement while it works in a primary, just like bread and butter issues, regular Joe Schmoes who just want to, you know, they just want a regular white Republican homie, normal, you know, want to shoot guns, eat deer and all of that shit and keep it pushing, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> like they just... Yeah. That's it. They don't they don't need all the extras or conspiracies and this and that. Like they're not into that. But I thought Jesse Waters said something that was interesting too. He was just like, you know, another thing you just that people um it's hard for them to grasp is the lack of hate for branded. Um yeah. it's just they're not as passionate about hating this dude no. as Hillary Killary. And yeah. Barack Obama for obvious reasons, right? Like, yeah. they just don't hate this dude as much. It feels fake, right? Like, it feels fake. <laughs> it feels manufactured. Like, they get really mad about, like, the Hunter stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, are you really mad about that shit? Yeah, you know, the Hunter me. laptop and shit. It's like, because he's yeah, calling like, his Coke dealer and, like, come on, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> y'all not mad about that, yeah. for real. I mean, they're, they hated Obama for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they hated Hillary for, I guess, obvious reasons as well. Uh, Brandon, he's just a fucking old man, grandpa guy. You know, they, they don't like him. I'm not saying they like him. And then the other thing that's interesting is I, I think one of the reasons why a lot of like professional politics, politics watchers, including me, um, you know, I include myself in that, were thinking that Brandon was going to get wiped out was because his approval ratings were so low. Do you remember like that Bro, shit? It was appro- wasn't it in the 30s at one point? Yeah, but, but the thing is, it was kind of fake because what it was, it was driven by a huge collapse in support amongst Gen Zers, like young people, mm. people under 35, you know, millennials and Gen Zers, their approval rating of Brandon collapsed. Gotcha. But the problem is those guys aren't going fucking Republican They're, not gonna, they're just not, they're not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not going to do that. So they vote not for the fucking that. Dems. You know? They're going to so vote like, for the Dem. They're going to pick a whack Dem. You know, yeah. those are the type of people that might, you, especially people around my age um, of a certain affluence i guess they're gonna fall for people like beto and and mayor pete like they'll yeah. they'll love that kind of shit but they not that's as far as they'll go you know uh empty suit annoying neolib democrat they not that's they, they're not going you know as much as we would like them to go ultra progressive ultra leftist you know but they're definitely not gonna do republican you know they're not gonna do kerry lake that's absurd no, no. <laughs> Yeah. And then the we talked about it, but the abortion shit. I mean, yes, like Felix from Chapo, you know, who, you know, uh, Felix from Chapo making the point for for months. 
you know, when everyone was saying there was a red wave coming, you know, like he he doesn't like he fucking hates the Dems more than anyone. But he was like, I I get a feeling the Dems are going to overperform. And everyone thought he was crazy. But his point was a very simple one. He's like, you'll be shocked, you know, because we're all on social media all the time. Social media kind of overrepresents like the fucking weirdos and the wackos and the crazy Mm -hmm. people. But the vast, vast, vast majority of people are just kind of normal, you know? Mm -hmm. And the Republicans post-Trump, the ones that are like laying around, you know, and still kind of there are fucking weird as fuck. Like they're just fucking weirdos. And they went way too far with the abortion shit. Like that's a completely, like a horribly unpopular thing to do. Gross overreach driven by like this insane uh, minority, even within Republicans of like religious evangelicals. And he was like, I get a feeling that there's going to be a normal, a normal backlash, like a normie backlash to all this shit. And Republicans are becoming the parties of weirdos, like, you know, anti-vax, like most people like are, they like the vax, you know, like <laughs> whatever, you know, like they didn't want to get vax. They were happy yeah. when they got the vax and so they didn't have to yeah. worry so much about COVID, you know? Um, so, so he was making that point for months and it turns out that he was probably right that that there was mm. this kind of normal backlash that the weirdos in the Republican party just are, have gotten too weird and people yeah. don't like that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that there was some consequences to being completely and utterly unhinged. Um, So that was nice. That's like a heartening thing. But again, like, it's like these guys got to threaten to ban abortion and you know, and the thing about the abortion joint too, Nando, is that they started courting these evangelicals in like the 70s. Yeah. Um, And that was 50 years ago. I mean, like this was 50 years of like, all right, we owe you one. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Like these people have been reliably marshalling blocks of people to support every single mind-numbingly ridiculous policy proposal that you support you know people in poor towns where y'all gutting social safety nets and all jailing a bunch of poor white people all kinds of crazy shit fucked up schools like man these people have delivered that damn vote so y'all could do trickle down economics and all kinds of dumb shit with your country club Republicans. Like that felt like 50 years of like, all right, bro, we, we kind of owe these motherfuckers. Like we, like we have to deliver on one thing for these people who have delivered all of these, you know, Jesus freaks for us for 50 years, yeah. you know? So it felt like, all right, the, the check came due finally. Like y'all was close. They was closing down the restaurant on y'all. You know, the waitress is getting passive aggressive. Like, all right, guys, like it's time to pay the bill. Um, yeah. And that's what that felt like to me. But man, these people are so in their bubble. They can't yeah. understand how disastrous paying that debt would be, man. Like repaying that debt. It's just, it's nasty. Um, yeah. But yeah, we move on, man, because, you know, again, more good news. Rick Caruso goes down in LA. This was the celebrity endorsee candidate. I'll have you know, Nando, just a quick little LA antidote. Um, just doing my uh, you know, New York Times uh op-ed column political analysis of yard signs, um, <laughs> where where yeah. I uh would go work out in like the sort of the mountains or the hills in my neighborhood. Yeah. 
which is the richer part of the neighborhood, a lot of Caruso love. Lot of Caruso love over there. I was like, okay, so people with some type of means, it feels like, and not just the Kim Kardashian, whatever effect of it, it feels like really fucking with Rick Caruso. It's like he's gonna do something, you know? Yeah. He's rich, he understands how to marshal people together and blah blah blah. Uh, but Karen Bass, you know, who's at least mildly progressive, it's nice that she beat this guy and I, before we go on, just as an aside, I want to ask you, Nando, like when these dudes, rich as they are, yeah, you can't just lose a hundred, you can't just pour in a hundred million dollars. Like, can he write this off on taxes? Like, there's no way he's just he just eats I don't that. Think so. right? I think he just eats it. I don't think you can. Wow, you can. That's crazy, no? dude. I mean, he's a billionaire. Okay, he is a yeah. literal billionaire. Like mm. Rick Caruso is a billionaire. He's one of the richest guys in LA. Um, okay. he is a, he is a, he's got more than one billion. So he's not a paper he billionaire. He's like really no, rich. No, no, for no. Real for he's you. rich as fuck. Um, you know, lifelong Republican who switched to Democrat to vote, to run, um, to run for mayor basically, you know? Um, and, and that's how he got a lot of celebrities. I mean, no celebrity would, would endorse an act like a, a Republican, like officially. Right. You know, just, it's kind of crazy. Like no real celebrity would, but, um, that, so but he basically was running essentially wink wink as a democrat you know what i mean mm -hmm. um again billionaire real estate guy not many democrats in that in that class and he uh, he ran basically on a tough on homelessness platform that i thought was going to win you know mm -hmm. beyond not just that but i mean the fact that he outspent karen bass 11 to 1 and karen bass like you know kind of a wet noodle dem you know like not Nothing to write home about. Nothing horrible either. She's not like she's, she's just kind of whatever. Yeah, she's, she's not like the what next whatever dude from Staten Island or whatever. Um, no, or even like a I don't know. She's not. She's not one of the like the hard that like she's not Joe Lieberman or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's I guess he's not a dem anymore. But like you know what I mean? Like he's not one of the she's not one of the most horrible ones. But she's not like inspiring by any stretch of the imagination. She didn't like do anything that out there she just kind of ran a prevent defense against this guy who was just like really aggressive and i think a lot of people responded to it um i i i was just surprised at how by how wide of a margin she ended up winning um mm. you know given the given that the only ads you ever saw were caruso ads yep. seemed like he was the he, only guy man, running he was spending bro like crazy and again i just when you talk to what people here like the homeless like when i tell people it's all people Venice, talking like, about it's all people fucking talk about. Once so, you leave your house and you're hanging out with friends who are like here, not like, oh, your friends are visiting from New York or Chicago or something like you hang out with your friends who live in LA. It's all they talk about. It's Nothing all they else. talk about. And, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I think there was some debate on, you know, among some people about like, whether you should vote for Caruso or Karen Bass or whatever, and like whether Karen Bass like deserve quote unquote like the left vote. Ultimately, you know, I'm enough of a of like a disciplined leftist uh, was that like when, <laughs> when the DSA puts out their voting guide, you know, like I follow orders. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah for I, sure. I, that's that's what it means to be really yeah. like you know part of a political project is you know like, yeah yeah we go with like, the most left candidate even if we that, but, or you go with the what the party has decided. You know what I mean? That. Once the party has decided. You have to fall in line. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. Like this, this, this idea that you have to like make up your own decisions is a little American, and it's like very like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's Nobody like, else do does the research shit. yourself. The, no, the like independent voter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. Oh, yeah, you have to have party discipline. <laughs> party discipline. Very important. You can you can fight amongst yourselves, but once yeah. this, once the decision once has been made, once it's decided in the party, whoever like comes out of the yeah. party on top, then that's what the party yeah. needs to do. One hundred percent. The PSA recommendation was to vote Karen Bass, and so then even if like I think she's a wet noodle or whatever, like I am. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. I'm, I'm pulling the lever. Um... And so, yeah, she won pretty handily in the end. First female mayor of Los Angeles. Well done, uh, Karen Bass. Uh, you beat a guy that I was uh, pretty convinced was going to crush you. So, yeah. Salute. Um, salute to that black queen. Yes, yeah. queen. Um, yeah. Killing it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy she won. Rick Caruso, he can go back to being, you know, having 12 boats and just yeah. being a rich person in Los Angeles. I'm sure like his, you know, his great Italian meals in Brentwood will still be lovely and tasty, even as he's not, he doesn't get to be the mayor. Like, you know, yeah. like who cares? Rick Caruso, key, kick rocks, bro. Um, But yeah, this, this so that, that brings us to, to FTX, the, you know, this kind of news story is sort of our reason for being on the show. Um, if you are somebody who has a criticism of the system of capitalism, this story has everything. Uh, some of my favorite parts of the story, um, for people who don't know, if, if you don't know by now, this guy, Sam Bankman Freed, he made a bunch of money, um, basically exploiting a loophole where crypto was being sold for more in places like South Korea than America. Right. Arbitrage shit. And he made billions of dollars doing that. Not a genius. He just noticed that it was happening and he got to it before everybody made a bunch of money. But of course, in America, once you make money, everybody accepts that you're a fucking pure genius and you deserve to, you know, all the benefit of the doubt, all the plaudits, whatever. 
Um, I think what made him, what separated him, which I know you love, Nando, from the rest of this crypto bro, Silicon Valley crowd, who tends to skew not just conservative, but libertarian as yeah. hell, like every man for themselves, you know, dystopia, crazy, psychopathic shit. Um, this guy was like, no, 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 no. I'm a new crypto bro. I'm modern. I fuck with the Dems. I'm a liberal. I'm a crypto bro with the right politics, Nando. And I am the second largest donor to the Democratic Party after George Soros. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody ate it up. He was getting all the great write-ups. They ate it up. And then, you know, it comes out that FTX was nothing but a Ponzi scheme, okay? He was taking legitimate deposits from retail consumers, you know, uh, Joe, Dick, and Larry's like me and you, Nando, and the people that listen to this show, and just, you know, covering the losses of his other, basically, shell company. This is a story as old as time, okay? This, this is basically no different from Madoff. There's nothing extravagant about it. It's just that, like, crypto has this patina of new tech and new fangle, but the mechanisms at play, it's all bluster, you know, raise your pro public profile, get people to think that you're the shit because you're rich as hell, defraud people, rinse and repeat. Yeah. I love this story. I feel very vindicated. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know me. We, I mean, we've both been, I think we've both been like crypto skeptics, you know, yeah, skeptic. from Sorry. Yeah. Uh, never really bought into the mania. Can I, I need to say this one more time because I, I, and I've said it a lot of times on the show. I was, not a crypto skeptic when I went to a Bitcoin conference like 2014, 15, where they were basically like the reason for being of this currency is that you can anonymously move money. And I, look, it's not like I was very sophisticated. I was like, but isn't that how Uncle Sam pays their bills? Is that they can account for everybody's money, especially us plebs? Like this is like, this is literally you're skirting this the system like the like like part of why we have a cia fbi military bases over the world blah 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 it's that literal system yeah it's tracking money and taking the parts of the money that belongs to that system like wait this skirts that system that's yeah. valuable and that's how you got the silk roads where people are buying pills yeah but all. you can only use that shit for basically illegal shit right like you yeah. can't use it to buy a fucking banana which is something that sam bankman freed the the founder of ftx would always say is like his dream is like you can be able to buy a banana with fucking right. you know but the, but again when this shit first came out that was the selling point yeah it was secret money that like yeah th this shit never gets brought up anymore when they talk about utility it did have a real utility illegal activities and then i want to say like four years ago maybe three four years ago i remember seeing this shit as a blip it wasn't like something that was like heavily reported it was like yeah fbi has a backdoor to bitcoin <laughs> oh like, okay the game is over the game is over it's done like this is this is done you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the reason for being is over. and But then it just becomes like, I don't even know if you could compare it to trading cards, Nando, these cryptocurrencies. Because, like, the trading cards are a physical thing that's tied to something that's actually happening in the world. 
you know, like Bryce Harper's rookie card is tied to like what this guy does yeah. in the world. I can't even say you could compare it to that, but it's just another commodity, you know, um, that you're betting that at some point it's going to be worth more than whatever you paid for it. And that's it. But, th but that's it, which means there's no underlying value to this. It's not even like, you know, because people cause people might be like, I think a crypto bro might be like, well, you could say the same thing about gold or diamonds. There's no intrinsic value to it. It's not like oil where you heat your home. No, there is. They, they look nice. <laughs> I mean, they're... Like maybe they, it's not stupid, but they they, they do like yeah. they do work. They do they do look nice and serve as a you know thing that gives you social capital. If you wear an enormous diamond ring, and you're a woman, yeah, it gives you enormous social capital. Therefore, it, it you know yeah. there is something to that. Like mm -hmm. crypto is just fucking numbers on a fucking <laughs> you know <laughs> you know the the, the thing about Sam Bankman Freed. Um, this guy who, uh, you know, was running just like one of the most shame, shameless Ponzi schemes of all time. He basically, I don't know if you've seen that video of him admitting it on a, on a YouTube yeah. show like six months ago, where the guy's like talking, asking him questions and, and the guy's like, this sounds like a Ponzi scheme when you're describing it. Like, I guess it kind of is like a Ponzi scheme, you know? And uh, like, no one awesome. just like, no one raised the alarm there. Um, but the thing about him that, well, there's there's a funny. Should we talk about the funny stuff first, or the yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead, first? get into it. Get the funny stuff it. first is that like, you know, they lived in the Bahamas. It was like all these fucking massive nerds. Like, have you seen the pictures of these people? He lived in a, essentially like in a polycule in the in the Bahamas. Like they were like all poly together. Um, and wait, wait, they were in polyamorous relationships. Yeah, like it was okay. So they lived in a. <laughs> it was like ten of them. Including the CEO of Alameda Research, which was the other company that they controlled, which was basically like the engine of the Ponzi scheme kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this this woman? Um, uh, I'll, I'll text you. Uh, Car uh, Caroline Ellison. I'm looking at yeah. her in the New York Post right now. Yep. That one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was a Harry Potter fanatic, uh, probably addicted to amphetamines um, and very into the polycule. Uh, and so they all live together in this like ridiculous Bahamas penthouse. Hold on, uh, ten being, people. How many? How many women? How many dudes? I don't know, like what this what the breakdown was. Uh, okay, definitely more dudes than women, but okay. Um, and you know they were all like playing League of Legends together and doing amphetamines, like just the biggest nerd shit you can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so like all that shit's very funny, you know, <laughs> to me and. But the, 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 the real important thing was that Sam Bankman-Fried had become one of the leaders of something called effective altruism, okay? Which was this oh. new, like, I can't think of something more fucking bullshit than it. Like, Matty Iglesias wrote this, like, long post about it, how, like, you know, it was, like, the new wave of the future or whatever bullshit. But it's this idea that the rational thing is for billionaires to give away as much money as possible to them that 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 can um benefit the most number of humans in the best way like in like whatever some bullshit like that so therefore they should have more money like if like it's like it's like a total tautology <laughs> in which like <laughs> which is like the most self-serving bullshit i've ever seen <laughs> like it's just the what's always fascinating to me is the 
the the sort of culture that we build around billionaires in order to justify in our minds their existence, yeah, existence mm -hmm. and their continued success. I mean, there's the Sam Bankman-Fried version, and then there's the Elon Musk version, right? Where he's created this persona and this cult of personality around his own genius, and then he's just like so much more geniusy than everyone else. Than everyone else, like, have you seen that? Well, and uh, people who I actually like and respect will cite like, well, he's got a 200 IQ. And it's well, like, what the fuck are you talking guy, about? The guy legitimately is a genius. That, like, yeah. even when they're like, yo, you know, he's fucking this Twitter thing up. He needs to just treat it like a real company, bring experts in, bring people that have experience in this kind of thing, have experience in media, in social networks, and, you know, um, trying to court advertisement, blah, 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 blah. Even when they're being level-headed about their critiques is like but you know he's got a 200 iq you know he's yeah, really brilliant. Like, you know like he he created an electric car like you know it, they, they just have to go with like no he's actually brilliant and it's like honestly first of all like who who knows if those, those he could like he might have like trumped it and just like faked his test or whatever but like the point is even if he was like a 200 iq or whatever <laughs> scroll through his fucking twitter feed for 10 minutes and you'll see this guy's a fucking dumbass you know what I mean? Because like you can be smart and you can be a fucking dumbass at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, like real intelligence often is not reflected in things like that. You know, like some people just have like a better intuition or better like common sense or like street smarts or intrinsic business sense, which some people have. Like you've met those people, right? Like that have like, like of course, of course, all of that stuff. But what I'm saying is like, also, it's like, bruh. All these dudes who are making Instacart, like, oh, a, a, a variation on groceries. Bro, you're not a genius. Like, yeah. I, like, look, I can't code. I'm not an engineer. I know it takes talent to do that. And that's But neither can Elon Musk. <laughs> you Elon Musk can't code. Shit. Like, he can't code, like, a GeoCities fucking site, you know? The, but it's just like, bro, like, I don't know why we got to make these people Lex Luthor. It, it's just absurd to me, like, the way they do with these people. And this and this, this, this FTX dude, man, this was just, it, like, y'all got to they y'all gotta eat some shit, media. You know, the guy's just like, oh, I backed the Dems. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I find it very alienating when... Like I see a billionaire and I see a sociopath, you know what I mean? Like that, that is true. You know, that, that sociopathy does probably help you become a billionaire um, over, you know, a very smart non-sociopath. Like you have mm -hmm. to be willing to do some fucking pretty nasty shit yep. to do that. That I get, but like intelligence, uh-uh, you know, any you know, like, or goodness, inherent goodness, uh-uh, right. like no fucking way. You know what I mean? Like that's just and and you see the the media and the culture kind of rally around these people when they're hot. You know what I mean? And and it's just remarkable to see. It's like so obvious. I'm like you like listen to this fucking Sam Bankman Fried now, knowing what happened since, and then like just watch any interview with him for the past two years, and you're like, I want to trust this fucking guy with with anything. You know? Like it becomes so obvious in retrospect and um, like, look at Elon Musk, like just having an absolute meltdown for the past three weeks on Twitter. This guy who's the richest guy in the world and is literally on Twitter all day responding to randos on Twitter. Like to Elon's like, credit though, he did, he did get a DM from FTX homies and he was like, this shit ain't gonna work. 
<laughs> that came out in the Twitter deposition, whatever, um, leaks. Right. Like, they reached out to him. He's like, this ain't shit ain't going to work. And here's 10 reasons why. <laughs> he smelt their bullshit. But yeah. that's because, well, again, you can, never, part- you can never con a con, con Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, I'm the one that perpetuated Dogecoin. I know how fake all of this shit is. Yeah. It's not real. Dude, did you see you know? that Elon Musk, uh, SpaceX is buying advertising on Twitter? <laughs> like, like this guy is fucking. Like Tesla oh, stock has collapsed by like fifty percent in the last two weeks. Oh my god! I think what's going to end up happening is that the creditors are going to take it over and just put a normal dude in charge. Like this is stupid. <laughs> this is just dumb. <laughs> But yeah, I would encourage people, man, go catch up on this FTX story because it, it's just perfect. It really yeah. is just, just, just perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, here's my here's our- my word of advice for everyone out there listening. Okay, it's pretty clear to me that so much of our current thinking was um, constructed in the wake of the explosion of the internet. Right. Mm. The creation of the Internet was a genuinely not revolutionary, but like transformative thing that basically created this whole new wealth pot that there were certain companies and people who made a shit ton of money from it. There was it was a technological great leap forward, so to speak. Ever since then, there was this cult that formed or this understanding that. There would be a new thing kind of like it soon because technological progress is, you know, it goes faster and faster, you know, like that there's going to, it's inevitable that a new thing. So crypto is kind of the thing that people were like in web three, they're calling it, you know, whatever bullshit. Like they're, 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 they're trying to find the next internet, the next thing that is as transformative as transformative mm-hmm. as the internet. And that therefore there's going to be like the new massive wealth creation that the internet that the internet did for a certain group of people and it seems pretty clear to me that that shit ain't around the corner it's just not happening anytime soon that the way capitalism has ossified um and the way technological progress has ossified because no one is investing in new shit at any grand scale certainly not the federal government which by the way created and invented the the internet. internet yep you know so that shit ain't around the corner, but they're trying to create them. Like, cl- do you remember when Clubhouse was like the new thing? Or like, the Clubhouse thing was just like, bro, what? People are home and bored. Like, this is a chat room. We had chat rooms. I remember my cousin, my older cousin, used to call up the chat rooms. Like, it was literally like, like if if you're my age, you remember AOL chat rooms where you log into yeah. AOL, your screen name, and all these people from Texas and Kentucky or wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Room, just talking about random shit, whatever the subject matter of the chat room. Yahoo, MSN, they all had chats. There were literal phone chat rooms that you could call into and talk to anonymous people. Not even like you just they were a lot of I think it was New York City based because the number was a New York base. But like you would call a room and just conference in and just be talking to people you've never heard of. Some people even met people off of the chat, all kinds of crazy shit. And then when I saw Clubhouse, I was like, this is just this is the this is the exact same thing on the Internet. And I'm talking about this shit was like I'm talking about. 2001. 
2000, yeah. 2000, um, my cousin was in them chats. Like <laughs> this was like this isn't some new it's idea stupid. or technology, and people and pe and a bunch of companies were like, "Yo, shit, Clubhouse is crazy. We need to get on this." Like, do you? Well, there's this, there's this, there's this pre kind of FOMO that happens because everyone thinks, "Oh, this could be the next Facebook." Like, yeah, had I gotten cool. in on Facebook, or had I gotten mm -hmm. in on YouTube, or had I gotten in, I would be fucking set for forever. You know, that shit ain't around the corner no more. There's no more of those. It's yeah. not happening. This is not happening. It's just not like so. Whenever you see the next big thing, I would just urge caution to people yep. because it's more likely than not a fucking flash in the pan scam. Whether it's NFTs, whether it's crypto, whether it's fucking Clubhouse, which is essentially like Mike and the Mad Dog Sports Talk Radio. You know, like yep. with like callers, like you know, hey, yeah. it's uh, Mike on a mobile uh, from mm -hmm. Jersey. Uh, complaining about, you know, fucking Tom Brady not being an elite quarterback anymore or whatever. Um, that's like, there is no new thing. It is true that the, the internet was a transformative technology. That ain't <laughs> happening anytime soon. So... Oh, God. Um, what a week. This, this, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. That's our show. Um... We'll try to crank out a holiday edition, but I don't know, guys. It's not looking yeah, we'll good. See. But if not, we'll see you the week after. Yeah. Of course, um, shouts to John Gervais producing the show for us today. Um, make sure you become a Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the count of dings. Lots of new um, content with the OG, me, OGs, me, Amin, Zach Harper, uh, Haberstro, Black Trey, Jade. Like, we're doing OG stuff that we haven't done in a while. So go to Patreon.com backslash count of dings. A couple Starbucks per month to become a Patreon. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.